Welcome to the BMC Run and Reinvent podcast. I'm Jason Meserve. In this episode, BMC's John Fulton chats with Euromonitor Simon Eldon about the role IT service management plays in supporting his organization. So Simon, before we get into the interview, can you tell us a little bit about Euromonitor, you know, what they do and, and how you uh, support them? Hi, John. Yeah, it's, well, thank you for the, the welcome. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And I, I, Euromonitor's business is really all about providing market intelligence to our clients. And really the value that we add to our clients is to help them and support them in making decisions about their own business operations. Um, and we have various platforms that enable our customers to access syndicated market research and analysis on various different industries, economies, countries, and consumer markets across the world. Um, so our clients can access strategic information through through our flagship product passports, and but also beyond that sort of strategic, long-term view of market trends, they can see more tactical, daily updated information on pricing, sizing, and key and the key attributes of various products they might be interested in in the online market through through our, a new product called Via. So. And to run alongside that, we also have a really strong consulting team that will answer specific bespoke questions for clients where they have, you know, needs that are different from other clients and they want them to kind of have that research shared only with them. And they make use of our consulting team for that. And our, our customers are very widely spread in geographically and in terms of their industry sectors and organization types as well. So we, we, we have a lot of manufacturing people that uh, come to us, but also banks, academic institutions, agencies, and, and all kinds of people. So yeah, we're, we're pretty broad based for a lot of different types of business operation. Interesting. I, I think, you know, too, from my perspective as a product manager, you know, you know, with your business you know, focusing on, you know, providing timely information, focused information. I, I think you mentioned, you know, Euromonitor uh, has many reports across, you know, based on country, industry, company, economies, and consumers, I think are sort of the, the key buckets. Is that, yeah, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so if, if you want to, if you have questions about how big the pet food market is in Denmark, we can tell you. Um, so it, uh, it's across all kinds of different things like that. Lots of different combinations of geography and market sizes and trends and who's doing what in what market space. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people primarily come to us as a, um, a proxy for their own market research function. So they don't have to have their own market research function. They can come to us and get that content and that, analysis and insight when they need it and not have to pay for it, right. you know, 12 months a year. Yeah. And you guys are a global company, right? I know um, you're continually sort of growing in terms of getting not only reporting in different sort of markets and regions, but from an um, you know, internal employee perspective, you guys are, are getting sort of closer to your markets. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've, we have expanded our physical presence quite a lot over the last few years and we're now 15 offices in, in, in 15 different countries, but we, but we also have quite a lot of people that work for us as a, uh, on a freelance basis as well, which are in various different countries. So we probably have, 
Euromonitor representatives in at least 100 countries by now. Wow. So, yeah, pretty spread out. <laughs> so when, when I hear, hear that, you know, 100 cu- countries, and then I think about, you know, sort of your role in supporting the organization, I can imagine the more dispersed you are, the, the more challenges you, you guys are facing as you're growing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 those 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 challenges are you know they they are quite complex actually. I I think you know given that we are focused on adding value to our clients through kind of up to date insight and information, that there's a there's a clear challenge there to be relevant and to be leading those conversations and um, to be able to offer those clients up to date quick information around the topics of the day but um so you know as a product there's definitely that there is a business challenge but we also as you say as we expand and geographically we have to support more people and more colleagues come online and we have to offer them the same service that we do you know in other offices and 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 to really strive to provide a high quality support service across the organization and 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 across our customers as well yeah yeah i mean i could see too sort of the the pressures or the challenges you guys face you know with the timeliness that you have to provide with your reporting mm-hmm. you know internally you know that just puts added pressure on your organization the, the it group to support both your customers and uh, internal and external to sort of maintain the systems that you have, but then also be able to maintain the systems to give that timely data, right? So it's um, a lot lot of pressure for for maintaining that level of excellence that you guys need to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and I think for us, the the challenge from a support and a service delivery perspective that, 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 that definitely pulls us in two directions so that we, we have a, obviously a need to answer people's questions and solve problems for people, but we also have to kind of work hard to deliver a quality service. And that, that also means in terms of the wider tech team, being able to, you know, transform our own technology to take advantage of some of the, um, you know, the, the more scalable and e- more easily managed capability of things like, you know, approaches like the cloud offers us. You know, Euromonitor has been around for a while. It's, uh, the business was formed in 1973, and so it's nearly as old as me. <laughs> and, um, you know, during that time, it's seen a lot of change, obviously, in the way that things are published. And when I first joined the company, 14 years ago we were still publishing books and shipping books out to people and now it's been a long time since we published a book and with that there's been kind of a revolution in the way that we deliver service which is first went to on-premise delivery of digital systems which is now migrated by and large to to cloud capabilities um, and so taking advantage of scalability around all of that kind of thing so as as a support and service delivery unit we, we have to be aligned with all of that we have to understand it we have to be able to answer questions you know that people have about the technology and how they get the most out of it as well so not only is the the kind of customer service element of things that we need to sort of organize and deliver but also we have to be up to speed with all that tech change too and that's um it's well it's what makes the job interesting john yeah 
Well, and you, so being there 14 years, I'm, I'm sure, as you did just described, there's been, it's been some, some change, right, within the organization, uh, you know, supporting sort of this digital transformation of late. Can, mm-hmm. you, can you sort of characterize some of those key business challenges that you guys are facing today, whether it be, you know, sort of globalization, uh, competitive aspects, customer expectations? Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, and I mean, in terms of as as business business challenges, we, we it's the c- customer expectation. I think is is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you know we the customers expect so much more now in terms of speed of response, and that's not just about speed of response of the systems, but it's also about speed of response of us as an organisation to their changing needs as well. And I think, so we've, we've definitely seen that increase over the last few years where, um, and, and I think for us, that's meant change in our relationship with clients actually, and the way that we work with people. So I think, I think what we were seeing is a gradual evolution from a sort of client you know, customer provider relationship much more towards a partnership relationship with, with lots more people because actually it's the only way that we can practically deliver what we need to deliver to people. Um, if we're close to them and and we can actually understand in a bit more detail what they need. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as again, as as being a product manager, sort of the interaction that that I'm, that I have with our customers and this sort of trend, on expectations, you know, customers have have really evolved, you know, especially those last five, ten years, from mm-hmm. more of a um, expectations of more providing a business uh, environment, business application, to more. I, I don't want to say social app, but you know, end users are expecting an end user experience, whether it be with yeah. a social social app or or their business app. Yeah, absolutely, and and I, I think for me, it's it's about commoditization of the experience isn't it i i you know it's that uh i think the things it reflects actually the kind of things that i see at home because my wife complains about computers when they don't work and all it takes too long and and that experience that she has our customers have that same thing now on a on a business so you see that as a domestic thing as a consumer and that's translated into the way that people's expectations in business are because they they didn't used to be like that and it's definitely that trend in 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 that in that way and so that you in order to satisfy that expectation we just have to be more responsive and closer to people to to understand that yeah, I always think of, uh, I can't remember the exact study, but I, I've seen a few, actually a few studies where this sort of hits home and it, it's sort of this concept of, a, of an app economy or this idea of an app economy where if an end user is using a particular app and it, uh, I forget the exact number of seconds, but if they don't get the information that they need within, like, I think it was five seconds, they're going to get another app. They're going to go find something else, right? Yeah. And that, um, you know, yeah. But, and that, that's a challenge right and and it's that, that kind of there's a lot of pressure not not across just across the sport part of you know the business obviously is kind of product development and marketing and all those kinds of things and and to 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 kind of design and deliver products that people can feel like they can get what they want quickly yeah 
So for, from a, for you, a monitor, you know, we, we sort of talked about the, the company and, and some of the challenges, but can you maybe dive a little bit deeper in terms of sort of your role as head of support and service delivery and, and sort of how uh, IT's role uh, supports the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, as a, my role as, 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 you know, as head of support and service delivery is, is basically two, two different focuses, but in a, in a very similar theme, which is, is a service provider. And so I look after a team of 30 people globally that, that um, are involved in the support of, I guess, two main strands of what you might call you know, traditional tech support, which is the desktop services and all those kinds of things, and, and, but also business applications side of things and our product support as well. So, so we have a need internally for our, our colleagues to be able to understand how to use all of our products um, efficiently and effectively so that they can be good at sales or research or whatever their role is within the business. And, and, and as a, as a function, we do that, we provide that internal support. Um, but we also provide that external support to our clients who can kind of contact us for um, support on, you know, issues with the system. If they've got problems logging in or anything like that, that the, all those kinds of things come, come through us. And as a service delivery function, we're we're also kind of very focused on you know what's the best what's the best experience we can give our clients. How do we get closer to what they want? How do we you know how do we help our sales teams to smooth out that relationship from a tech point of view, so that actually when we onboard clients and and we have them working on on the platform, that they get the best experience out of all of that from a technical point of view. And uh, so so yeah, it's uh, it's quite quite a broad range of different activities. So, so you're not short of, uh, you know, uh, things to do, <laughs> I can imagine with, <laughs> no, with... no, absolutely not. And that, you know, and, and the whole kind of with, a this, this sort of business focused activities, but supporting mm -hmm. that we are kind of very much trying to focus also on service improvement as well. Right. So with a, with a, a an idea of some continual service improvement. How do we make these things better? What do we, what do we as a team need to be better at what we can offer the business and 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 help them? So it's uh, yeah, there's a lots of different challenges. Mm -hmm. um, uh, absolutely, and and is balancing all of that easy? No, it's not. But they, I think we do a reasonable job of it most of the time. Yeah, and what, what's what's interesting too, uh, a couple of things that you you mentioned, you know, where a lot of organizations are, are sort of struggling to just keep the lights on, right? Sort of just just try to maintain. You, you guys are going beyond that, right? With this focus of not only trying to keep the lights on, but providing sort of a competitive differentiator and sort of maintaining the business as it moves uh, into this sort of digital transformation, right? That's yeah, absolutely, and I think for us that's that is a you know it's an important differentiator. We need to be able to provide that and and, and to you know, investment in those kinds of technologies that will allow us to be more responsive is just key to success. Really, I, I, if we don't do that, then I think ultimately we'll fail as an organisation. Right. So let's let's dive a little bit deeper. So we've sort of talked about the business and and the, the team uh, within within IT here, but. Mm -hmm. You know, what what challenges uh, you know, and pain points and business goals uh, sort of prompted you 
to look for an ITSM solution you know, prior to selecting Remedy Force? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting actually, because kind of reflecting on this, when when I first joined the business, there was uh, in the support team there were two of us, and um, it was relatively easy to manage things, right? And uh, and as the as the business changed and we grew, then we made a decision really to to develop something to help us to support that you know increasing support workload. Um, but I think we we eventually reached a point with this, with a number of people, a number of colleagues that we had, and, and different demands on there that we couldn't any longer afford to take the time to develop and maintain an internal system. And and, and it's not because of the capability to do that. It was more about the time, the, the time and use of resources that could be used, by, you know, for for more effective business. Um, value add elsewhere and and, and the, there were a number of systems on the market which we kind of decided it would be a, a good idea to take a look at an alternative and and it was kind of around that time where we've been we were talking about adopting you know more industry standard practices around the way that we do um, support and service delivery so that we could align ourselves with some of the fundamentals at least of, of ITIL and, and all that's all it's within that framework so it, it, that, that really those were the factors that expansion the need to align ourselves with with best practice and, and actually do, and, and the requirement to get rid of some of the maintenance and development effort that was required around all of that and th those were the, really the things that made us kind of look outside of the business for something that we could kind of take on what was sort of the impact um before sort of moving to you know making the decision on a new itsm solution what was what was the sort of the, the challenges or pain points that were impacting uh, that decision well i mean I, I think primarily just it actually meant you know just a little delay for people and in terms of so incidents might sit in a queue for a while and, and wouldn't necessarily get dealt with in the in the right priority order um and there was kind of very little way of differentiating between staff and clients and so things kind of got mixed up a bit and it was it wasn't so easy to report on stuff and track things so that actually the visibility of the work that we had was not great and you know the so that that's a, that meant a lot of traffic and chatter around you know why hasn't this been done oh i need this done quickly and so it it, it just wasn't efficient and you know i suppose additionally to that we had really no way of planning those service improvements and changes around process and stuff without a lot of time cost um and investment as well to get the work done so um yeah that that, that was definitely where we got to and i think we ultimately heading down a bit of a blind alley on that mm -hmm. so you mentioned you looked at a, a few other competitors what were um sort of what were your sort of key criteria for why you chose you know bmc helix remedy force over those competitors yeah we did look around the market at the time and I, and and I think that the the view that we had at the time was that we wanted something that was kind of fit for purpose but not overblown and 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 I think there are a lot of um systems out there that that have a lot of functionality in them that 
it's all really great and i'm sure it's you know it it, it does what it kind of what it says it'll do but i actually had the you know our requirements were not a kind of enterprise level in that respect um certainly at the time and 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 but we wanted something that was really kind of would would be flexible enough to meet our changing needs i mean i think back in the you know maybe three three and a half years ago now we were it was obvious that we were going to coming up to a point where there, lots of things were going to change and and we wanted to be able to have a system that would meet the requirements of that time but also for us to be able to have, be confident that actually this whatever system we chose would be able to adapt with us and to be able to you know be reasonably future-proofed because it, the take on of new systems and all of that involves is quite time consuming and so it's not something i'd want to do every year and and we haven't so um you know one of the key one of the key decision elements around remedy force that was really about the fact that it's integrated with salesforce we we'd had salesforce in the business for around a year at that point and you know as an existing salesforce customer it really helps us with integration of a new system into the business and those kinds of things around being able to you know demonstrate back to sales or who which of their clients had logged tickets and things like that were just easy wins and and actually everybody in the business really has had a salesforce account of some kind and it just it, it's kind of made sense and so that 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 was really helpful in terms of system setup um mm-hmm. and it also meant that we didn't have to buy into any on-premise infrastructure we don't have to maintain anything it was just you know bought into that platform on the salesforce level so for us there was a zero gain of responsibility in terms of that maintenance and so so for me that was really helpful um i think the key the key part of this and and about with with remedy force as well was going back to that alignment with itil processes and the ability to kind of look at what we wanted to do as a service improvement project for example and use remedy force to to you know act as a foundation for that and mm-hmm. i really like the flexibility of it in terms of the bit you know as a choice to gradually go through that journey which we are still doing at the moment and this you know this continues and it's been really beneficial the fact that we've been able to you know start off with an incident management planning for example and, and work on improving that and then we look at service requests and then move on to something else and today we were just talking about release management uh, with the product management team and for me the confidence that i've got that i know remedy force can accommodate all of this stuff and help us to improve things without having to go back to the board and say you know what i need some more investment or oh, this thing doesn't fit anymore that flexibility and the scalability is is was is really key for us to getting value out of the system yeah it's it's very common for much like you just described for for most customers to to sort of take a phased approach you you have to with service yeah. management and it's very common to start with incident and incident and, and service requests it's typically the the starting point for most customers, and then once they get their foothold and uh, sort of you know get their bearings, um, they they commonly continue to expand and 
you can really go at your own pace. I think that's one of the benefits of the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, and I, I think for as, you know, I, with, with ITIL and that has been, you know, for me, the benefit of that framework is that is the advice and the guidance on what is good and what works generally. And, and actually that it's not so prescriptive and then we can take, that time to make decisions for what will work for Euromonitor, but be confident that we can fit, you know, what we want into that remedy force as a, as a practical way of delivering those improvements is really helpful. And it doesn't mean for every single change, I don't need to go and pay somebody to change a field or, you know, make minor changes. We can deal with all of those kinds of things, or we can talk to customer success team and, BMC and get some really good added value out of all of that. And, and that relationship has been really helpful. And, and, and so there's, there's a lot in this that, you know, so there's some really good foundations for us being able to go through this journey. And like I say, we still are, and I imagine we will be for some time, but it's just that I don't, I never wanted to be stuck with a system where we had to every, every single change I wanted to, and right, I need to go and call the consultant and pay him a thousand bucks a day to change two labels and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think this is from, for me, from remedy force point of view, that's really beneficial. You mentioned the customer success team. And I think that's one thing that, you know, we, we promote, you know, not, not only from a product perspective, but from, from the solution, make, make sure, all customers are aware of of the customer success team, and can you maybe just make a few statements about your interaction with the customer success team and how they've they've helped you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Mike Mike Lavelier and this, yeah, is, is, we've had um, quite regular meetings with Mike, um, and he's extremely helpful in terms of providing him as, as advice on how to approach certain things. Um, he's been really useful to even just to kind of bounce a few ideas off him about how we might solve a certain problem. Um, and that could either be from a process point of view or more about, right, this is what I want to do, but I'm not sure how we would achieve that within Remedy Force. Mike would come back to us with some recommendations, some ideas, maybe demo us some features that we hadn't really paid much attention to previously and, and showing us examples of how this might work. and and to just kind of build that foundation of knowledge within the team as to how we might kind of get some of this stuff done. And um, it's been extremely useful to go through that. And, you know, those meetings have been really good, focused around certain things, but then there's also the, you know, the good thing, well, at least I feel it's a really great thing that when, you know, Remedy Force is upgraded, um, Michael go through the, new features and let us know what's come in and how we can potentially take advantage of them. And so that we're not kind of losing track of what's, what's in the product and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's really helpful. Uh, absolutely. And, 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 and again, it's, you know, as part of that, I, I see a real value in that. I, and, and for me, it's helped to embed remedy force in within the support team, because we know that we've got that sort of avenue of, you know, conversation or advice and it's it, rather than kind of sitting on a problem and letting it kind of drift because we haven't got an, an easy way of getting to that information then um then it's yeah it's, it's been very positive yeah i was gonna I, I was gonna make the statement that the brms or, or customer success team is is sort of the secret sauce of remedy force and 
Um, what what I really want to say is that there are huge value to to the solution. You know, as, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, you know, every customer is assigned a success uh, manager, um, like Mike and Mike, like most of our uh, success managers, are former customers, right? So they have yeah. they have that experience. They, they they've been in your shoes, and they can relate. And their their sole focus is ensuring success for each of their their customers or all of our customers. So it's it's definitely um, you know something that all of our customers take advantage of and, and uh, benefit from. Yeah, absolutely, definitely an asset for us. <laughs> yeah, can you, um, you, you you alluded a little bit to how are you using Remy Force today? You mentioned uh, you know incident service requests. Mm -hmm. um, it, is there anything beyond that that you're currently using or planning to use here in the future? Um, I mean, to, to be honest, uh, most of our kind of, so the incident service because of the heart of what we do, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, that, you know, one of the, one of the big benefits that we've got is that we've taken advantage of is getting, you know, incidents in from clients actually from, from, from our products. So direct into the service desk queue. I think that that has been hugely beneficial to us and I'm not sure that everyone would do that. Um, but we use a, a mail relay to do that and, and all that functionality that's within Salesforce and, and that works really well for us. Um, so, so you're, so you're actually managing both your internal customers, your, maybe say your consultants and your external yeah. clients all within remedy force. Yeah, absolutely. So that they'll, 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 so if we have it on our product pages, we have a, you know, technical support link and they can click on that. They'll fill out their information. Basically behind the scenes, we'll send an email in and um that email listener will then just log that as as a as a ticket onto onto the system and it gives us the visibility you know uh, uh, quickly of what clients want and means we don't have to manage anything else as separately from from you know what we're already dealing with um yeah you know, i think so that that's been a great benefit for us um i mean also you know other business functions use the system as well i mean we although we by by a long way do most of the work on the system, but we do have HR um, service requests in, on the system. So we have start, new starters, movers and leaver requests. They all get logged on Remedy Force and, um, and actually the finance team use it as well. So that they get quite a lot of queries from sales staff about billing and commission payments and various things like that. And they can log those tickets with uh, onto Remedy Force too. And, and they, they just get routed routed through to the finance team and they deal with them direct. We never see them, but it gets done through that, through the same kind of process. Do, do you happen to know if you guys uh, use the, any of the smart practices that we provide for, you know, facilities and HR? Um, no, we haven't. Um, we haven't explored that too much, but um, I was aware of them. It's just something that we've, we've yeah. just not got, got around to yet. Yeah. I, I definitely have seen, especially over the last you know five years, customers, you know, traditionally using uh, service management for, for IT, but, you know, especially with Remedy Force and its flexibility, as, as you just mm -hmm. highlighted, you can use it for, for any any line of business. And, you know, I mentioned the smart practices because it's out-of-the-box content that you can leverage, uh, but you can really use this for, for any any line of business um, to uh, support the, those, you know, requests and incident processes. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and and I think that's that's clear for us. I it's um, and it's something that I think we're likely to scale out, you know, in the future. 
uh, in terms of bringing other teams into the fold. Yeah. Um, Simon, can you maybe tell us a little bit about sort of the outcomes? You know, once you've been using, you know, Remy Force for what, three, three and a half years, roughly. Mm. You know, what, what have been the, the outcomes of, of using the solution? I mean, for us, the, uh, the key benefit has really been about the manageability and, and visibility. So the, there's a real challenge for, for us as a team in terms of being able to surface information in a timely way around what's going on in support. Uh, when we're spread out across, well, 12 of the offices that we have, we've got full-time staff members in, in our team. And so, and they, they, they range geographically from Chicago right through to Shanghai and China. And it's, it's often the case that somebody may pick up a ticket and deal with it or need answers or assistance from somebody else in a different area. And the chances of someone in Shanghai being able to talk to someone in Chicago on, you know, on, during the day is uh, you know it's just really challenging and the ability for us to update notes and pass information between team members has just been hugely beneficial um so that status of everything is visible to everyone at, at all times and, mm -hmm. and wherever you get wherever you log on you can see what what's gone on and what what needs to happen next and so that management of that is is easier it, it also means that is trying to manage performance of team members across all of those different time zones also is quite challenging and that this allows us through the report and stuff and dashboards and all that kind of stuff to um you know make that very simple um so internally it's been hugely beneficial to the team and that in, in turn has, has provided benefit back to our, our colleagues in that they can get a more consistent and reliable service from us but we've also been able to deal with client queries much more effectively, and 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 it, it you know it used to be the before we had Remedy Force, the the client query process was really about client either emailing or telephoning their account manager, and that account manager may or may not be available at that point in time, and would then have to relay that message to one of our team by which time it may well be the next day. And so that actually a client may have had to wait 24 plus hours to resolve a login issue, depending on who is available at what time. Now those things go straight onto the system. They're immediately available pretty much any time of the day, barring about 30 minutes, somebody will be there to answer that query. And therefore we can pick up those, turn around those things for clients much more much more efficiently and so we don't have people waiting for that stuff uh in, you know in that in that way anymore mm -hmm. um and, and and also i think from a management perspective as well it's 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 hugely beneficial to have all of this stuff in one one place and to be able to put together reports and to go back to my boss and have conversations about resource requirements and workload and you know do we have the right people in the right places because we're seeing a spike of client queries in this time or you know maybe we need to look at more client facing you know team members in in that area or maybe we you know those kinds of conversations gives right. us a good foundation for for that as well and so so i think 
from the bottom to the top, it's it's been beneficial. Right. Yeah, that, that visibility definitely can see the benefit. Now, yeah. coinc- coincidentally, this podcast is called the Run and Reinvent Podcast, and you know, understanding everybody's got to run to some level and and ideally try to reinvent. It's it's trying to sort of determine you know, how much of your focus is, is on one versus the other. Right. And yeah, I think you've alluded to the fact that you guys have been able to do more than run, you know, and, and sort of, you know, reinvent, but can you sort of highlight or, or comment on how remedy force has allowed you maybe to shift your focus from less running and more reinventing? Yeah, absolutely. Cause it, it's really provided us with that baseline where actually we, we can, it, because we can now deal with the day-to-day much more reliably and more easily and, and actually spend less time chasing things, trying to understand what's going on in terms of, you know, the day-to-day operation of, a, of what is quite now quite a big service desk team. We, we, we just, we, you know, we're building more time into us. Our day is to be able to look at other things. And those other things might not necessarily be within Remedy Force, but it's enabling us to spend more time on things which are more helpful. Absolutely. So a a really great example of this at the moment, we're looking at the moment to adopt um, Microsoft Intune for um, application delivery and desktop management services. Um, Now, that's quite time-consuming, but with without the ability to kind of trust the system and the team members to get on and do what they need to do on a day-to-day basis, we would not have the resource to focus on those high value projects in a way that we can, because we've got remedy for us in place. Mm -hmm. And and that allows us really to concentrate on, you know, that improvement effort and our offering to clients and, and rather than worrying about that day-to-day process of everything that needs to go through. Yeah. What do you see are the the next steps in terms of, you know, where you're headed with the solution? You know, we, we talk, sort of talked about, you know, sort of, uh, I think you said re- release and change maybe, but what, what areas are you guys looking at to move into next? Yeah, I mean, we are kind of looking to get some more help or, you know, improve our operational processes and that we yeah the, so the release one is is one that we're absolutely looking at with the product teams um and change management as well around some of those kind of updates to systems and things but i think that's quite um it's quite a wide-ranging change in terms of process within the tech team and it's going to need a lot you know involve a lot of collaboration with a different areas of tech to kind of embed that but i think there's a huge value in that um and also um, you know we i want to look at using our problem management process better we we do use it but it's not the best i've got to admit and i think we need to kind of realign that with some more of this uh some more of the you know other processes that are going on with the technology at the moment so we need to review and improve that too um and you know there's always one of the other things we are looking at reviewing our KPIs for for team members. Um, that's going to kick in as a project soon, and uh, no remedy force will be able to help us with that. We just need to focus on what it is exactly what we want now, mm. um, as we look to reshape a team to focus perhaps more 
on different areas of expertise with different roles um and that, and that's something that you know i have confidence that we can do that and still manage what we need to get done with remedy force helping us to do that okay great so if you had you know one quote to provide on how you feel about bmc helix remedy force and what it's done to your organization what, what would you say well, uh, John, I think, I think Remedy Force really has enabled us to modernize our support service from what was quite a low uh, and manual beginning. Um, and, you know, it's, it's allowed us to respond to a lot of organizational change. And it's allowed us to, you know, respond in a timely manner as well. It's not been a case of us having to go out, build a business case, get... Uh, development work done budget approval all of that kind of stuff it's like we've got a system which will scale and help us quickly uh, and I'm really confident that it will continue to be that solution as we move forward with our journey through service management improvements yeah yeah it's it's it, we, we it's been a great uh, interview here Simon um, I appreciate the time uh, spending and sharing sharing your journey from you know the the early days uh you know, up to where you are here with remedy force it's it's been you know pretty amazing what what you've what you guys have done in terms of sort of increasing the visit visibility and being able to support both your internal and external customers um so we we thank you for sharing your time um, yeah, john it's been my, my pleasure it's been good to talk and uh yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun as well. This, uh, you know, that's what the job's all about. If it's not fun at some level, what's the point, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. Right. So, once again, Simon, thank you again for joining the Run and Reinvent podcast. Um, we hope everybody uh, listening has enjoyed this discussion, and uh, everybody have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Simon and John, for the great conversation, and thank you to our listeners. You can subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.